What's up, dirt bags? This is episode 132 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I do not have Matt Deitch along with me tonight. I've got everybody's favorite neighbor, my neighbor, Jeremy K. from across the way. What's happening, Jeremy? Oh, not much. Not much. Is this the chair Matt sits in? This That is the chair Matt sits in. Wow. Just kind of radiates excellence. I can just kind of feel it. Really? Yeah. I expected you to come right out of the gates taking, like, you know, yeah. low blow shots, but you're you're gonna kind of pat him on the back, eh? Well, you know, I'm I'm new here, so I gotta mind my p's and q's a little bit. But we'll we'll see how the rest of the day goes. I mean, maybe we can throw a few jabs in here later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so far, you know, uh, um, I guess I guess you don't smell as bad as Matt. Well, yeah, okay. That's I mean, one so you part. got that thing going. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So I. Yeah. You know. I, no, I, I'm guess. happy to be here. I'm glad you asked me to do this. Okay. It's fun. You know. I guess. Uh, we we haven't ever had you on the show. We no. talked about you a lot, and uh, um, I thought, you know what? Uh, the the listeners have heard about my neighbor Jeremy K, and I guess that's that's all part of the name. I don't think that you're just Jeremy K. You're my neighbor Jeremy K. Yeah. But uh, since you haven't been on the show, I guess there's only one real thing to do. And uh, Jeremy, boneless or traditional? Yeah. We won't make fun of you that bad. I know what you're about to answer, and go ahead and do it. No, I mean, I'll eat anything, so I'll eat either. I'd, I'd almost say, if I'm in a restaurant or a bar, I'm not going to order wings. I'm probably going to order a burger. Okay, I don't, I don't okay, know. I don't okay. know if that nope. makes me not a dirtbag enough, or if I lose my man card. I don't know. You know... I like wings. Don't get me wrong. Have you ever but, sat here and thought, you know, like, wings are good. Like, like I think you were just about to say it, but they're not the best. No. I mean, like a big old juicy burger, a steak, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know, pork chop, honestly, you yeah. know, I mean that, but, but I guess, you know, if I'm, if I'm in the mood for, I don't know, I guess I'll be honest with you. If, if I, if I have my way, I'm going to probably go in and have a burger, a pile of fries and give me six, six wings yep. on the side. But if I got to pick, I mean, that's the question, right? I got to yep, pick. So yep. we'll, we'll probably say bone in. Bone in. Yep. And flavor? Um, nothing too hot. I'm, I'm, I can probably handle a little more heat than you. You're okay. a little more of a Sally, but I can handle oh, wow. a, a little wow, more. Wow, yeah. You know, Matt's seat radiates excellence on the Sally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. piss on you, Jeremy. Like, uh, all right. I don't need to have you on the rest is of this Is this going to end before it starts? <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> but, uh, okay, uh, you said, so, so, you know, you're you're maybe a just a straight-up barbecue guy? I mean, are, yeah. are you? Okay. Yeah, nothing Ran- fancy. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Ranch. I don't know if I've ever had blue cheese with the wings. I don't. Yeah, you you probably thought it was throw up. You probably, <laughs> that's what you actually thought it was. You were like, no, actually, like, uh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that stuff away. Um, so you so you said something about burgers. What uh, you know, what are, what are you going to throw on your ideal burger? About everything. Okay. Oh, I love my condiments. Okay. Okay. I love ketchup, mustard, pickles, lettuce, onion, okay. mayo, lots of mayo. Everything. Burgers are great. You can put an egg on a burger. You, you ever had, had peanut butter and jelly on a burger? I've had peanut butter. And I don't know if I've had peanut butter and jelly. Well, maybe I just threw jelly yeah. in there because I was getting excited. Yeah. But, and, mean, and, hey, don't rule go, it out. Every, don't rule it out. Yeah, everywhere you go, they got different types of burgers. Yep. You know, bacon, put bacon on it. I mean, you can put anything on a burger. Okay. I just okay. love that. You know, for anybody that's listening to the show right now, they're like, golly, I thought I clicked on the Midwest Angler <laughs> podcast and they've done nothing. They, they haven't even talked about fishing yet. And we will, guys, we will. But uh, the neat part about having your own podcast is is you can actually kind of talk about whatever you want. Uh, and we've only been talking for like two or three minutes. You guys have talked about food way longer than right, that before. Right, so we're not right. even anywhere near danger zone. Food. I mean, we, we are neighbors, so I mean, we could talk about uh, lawn lawn stuff uh you know doing the lawn weeding um or gardens yeah. uh spraying tempo for bugs yeah uh, we could talk about a lot of stuff but we're not gonna we're no. not gonna you know when i was you know probably i don't know 10 15 years ago uh you know after watching king of the hill a bunch of times i had always kind of wanted that relationship like you know where where you know hank hill and boom Hauer and and you know everybody <laughs> you know kind of like meets you know outside and they all drink beer and they're man just dangle dang a man just tell you what man you know they they just kind of sit out and i've never had that even at my old house and now we don't have this uh at this house neither uh, you know, I guess half the reason is, uh, you know, I don't drink. So, uh, you know, that really puts a damper on that. Well, you but, can drink uh, rub beers. Well, that's right. That's right. Uh, you know, we have, we have sat around on the, on the decks before, but, uh, one of the things that we really, uh, like to do is, is sit on your back deck 
and uh, and watch some racing. Oh, fishing and racing. Fishing and racing. I mean, that's that's really what you know life comes down to. Yeah. You know, some food, fishing, dirt track racing, and yep. I, I stress the dirt yeah. track racing. Yep. And uh, hell, dang it, don't I get mean, much better. Outside of that, I mean, what is there? Well, catching big bass, I guess. Yeah. Jeremy actually used to be a race car driver. For those of you listening, B mod racer. Uh, if you remember uh, a baby blue B mod that uh, was really good at winning heats. Uh, yeah, not so much features, but hey, I mean, I'm I'm a generous guy. You know what? I've never won a heat. Yeah, I should. I shouldn't. Let's be. get Matt on here to talk crap about this because he always. Likes we to will. Throw, we will later in the show. Yeah, later in the show. Yeah. Later Why can't show. he be here right now for this part? Because. Well, because uh, I actually asked you to be a co-host on this show because Matt's on vacation. Yeah. And uh, I, I, it actually took me two days to finally get you on. If Matt was here and he would just be throwing crap on you already, yeah. you'd get up and walk out, and I'd, I'd, I'd be That's by true. myself. That's probably best he's not here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, guys, we've got uh, we've got a cool episode for you today. Um, if you've uh, seen troy dd uh caught the new state record smallmouth we've got troy dd on the show coming up here in a second and uh we're also going to go up and talk to matt on the phone i think he could be live from the lake maybe on the lake maybe on the shore i don't know but uh, uh we're going to be talking to him a little bit later here in the show um so I'm, I'm excited to talk to both of them heck you know outside of text messages i really haven't talked to matt uh, a whole lot i know he's i know he's hammering the fish uh and Troy's always hammering the fish. He's just a fish hammer, I mean, day in and day out. So, uh, yeah, I guess, Jeremy, uh, you, you ready to interview some people? Yeah, let's get to it. All right, first up, we got Troy Deedy. And we're here today with Troy Deedy. Troy, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Well, we're good. doing good now that we finally got you on the phone. Uh, God dang it, <laughs> feel pretty bad about that, Troy. Uh uh, for no the, for, worries. For those of you uh, that obviously are not in the room and listening to this, uh, me and Jeremy have been working pretty hard. At uh, We couldn't get the phones hooked up, and uh, we finally did. I don't know how good we've got it here, but hopefully uh, hopefully good enough to put together an interview. Good deal, good deal. Now, uh, Troy, obviously a lot of people have been seeing you on Facebook, all sorts of social media here in the last uh, uh, week or two. Uh you now hold the state record for uh, the smallmouth bass. How does that sound? <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty wild. It, it's just uh, I kind of got to remind myself every day, like, <laughs> gosh, that you know, it, it, that I guess that did happen. You know, it's not a dream anymore. Not that it was like, you know, I mean, we all dream about catching, you know, a trophy trophy sized fish, right? Um, but to have it actually happen. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's a lot different. <laughs> but before, before you did catch that fish was, was potentially catching a state record. Was that even on your radar? Was it something that you, uh, you know, thought about? Was it something that you pursued or, you know, as a tournament angler, were you just kind of focused on catching your best five fish and, uh, you know, oh, you know, hopefully catching big fish, but the, the whole state record deal just wasn't really something you think about. Well, you know, I, it's always kind of been on the back of my mind. I have about, you know, three different fisheries that I knew held potential state record smallmouth. Um, and, I, of course, I was on one of the ones that was in the back of my mind, kind of an up-and-coming Oahe's always kind of been, you know, at least the last three years, it's always been on the back of my mind that it's been putting out bigger than average fish. But... Yeah, I mean, I was just going out there trying to put. I was pre-fishing for the the uh, the Bass Federation State Championship, and I was honestly just trying to find better than average fish, and uh, just kind of stumbled upon an area. And you know, really, what a lot of people don't know is that the day before I caught the state record, I caught a six point three nine pound smallie. And that's really what keyed me in on this one particular pattern and area. And, uh, you know, what happened the next day, I, you know, I had no clue how, you know, how or why I was pretty enamored that <laughs> it actually, you know, you catch a fish, you catch a six pounder and you're like, wow, fish of a lifetime. 
and then you know you kind of mill it over that night and and uh, that's what I did I just kind of that later that night got home went back on my graphs and I pinned down like five or six alternative areas that patterned about the same as far as the bottom terrain and uh, the way it laid out um, the way the points were laying out into uh, the main part of the lake and I did that went to that you know punched those waypoints in the next morning woke up went out to the very first waypoint I had punched in made about 10 casts and I hooked into the hook into the seven pounder Wow! so it's pretty wild so Troy when you catch a fish like that you're obviously pre-fishing for a tournament uh, that you're mm-hmm. trying to do well in obviously do you head straight in with that fish or do you throw it in the live well and, and wait till the end of practice you know what do you do <laughs> that's that's all stuff that was going through my head yeah. when I caught it uh <laughs> yeah. I'm like uh part of me is you know part of me as a competitor I'm like you know I catch that fish and I'm going you know I put it on the hand scale and I was like Oh my gosh, it, it's like bouncing between like 708 and 742. When I mean, you had seen a six and a half pounder the day before, so. Yes, yeah. And so I knew this, I knew this one was, was, you know, well into the six pound range, if not bigger. And then when I got it on the scale, it's like, whoa, maybe my scale's not right. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I kind of had to do a double take on it. And I had to find some calmer water, too, where I could get. And, you know, get to an area where actually I could get my scale to lock in because my scale wouldn't lock in. And uh, so I ran to uh, ran to calmer water and and I called a buddy of mine that was out there as well. And, you know, I had the fish in the live well, had the oxygenator pumped on high and called my buddy up and asked him if he could do come over and do me a favor. And uh, so he he swings over and and says hey all right and yeah i'm I'm, I'm really uh, all right (laughs) i'm i'm really all right but i'm scratching my head at what in the world is going on because you know who goes out and catches a six pounder one day and the next morning they wake up and go out and catch a seven (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just you know i'm just shaking i you know i was just shaking for like you know five hours straight and uh you know my, my buddy my buddy's Hey, you okay, man? You all right? I said, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's just, this is nuts. He's like, what, what'd you do? Go and catch a seven pounder? And I said, yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> I think I did, unless my scales messed up. <laughs> oh man, I can only imagine. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, you, you know, we, I was, I just kind of sat there, you know, with my my co angler and my buddy that was in. Uh, in another boat with his co-angler and we just talked it over like what do we do I mean what's the right thing to do I mean we we looked up we knew the state record was at horseshoe but I couldn't remember if it was seven two or seven four or seven three we couldn't remember so we looked it up and seen it was seven three and I'm like well we we locked it in on my hand scale at seven point two three and then my buddy that was with me we we locked it in his hand scale to the hundredth of a pound at seven point two three and we knew that our scales typically weigh just a little bit light. And so we're like, well, uh, it's real close. So what, what, you know, what do you, uh, you know, I was asking, I was like, what would you guys do? And they're like, dude, if you don't take this thing in and at least find out, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. Absolutely. But, but at yep. that point you had, de- I mean, I, I'm sure in your mind you had decided you were going to release it for sure. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, yeah, you, you got to know. So, I mean, as as a, as the sportsman you are, you know, you want to do what's right for the fish and not, you know, not take it on a super long boat ride. I don't know how hot it was that day, but, yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of factors that go into to keeping a fish like that and running back to the marina. Absolutely, yeah, yep. So we, so we, uh you know, I made some phone calls and I got it all set up. Thankfully, I was in an area that actually had phone reception because, um, you know, up on Oahe, it's uh, phone reception is pretty tough. So I got a hold of the uh, the resort. It, it worked out great because the resort we were staying at actually had a state certified scale. Bingo. <laughs> and so that's one of the things. If you catch a state record fish, you have to find a place with a state certified scale and make sure that the calibration sticker is up to date on it 
And that's really all you have to do is go and take it, have it weighed, and re- it has to be recorded. So typically the bait shop owner or somebody in your party has to record the fish being weighed. And then the only other, the second part of verifying a state record fish is that you have to meet with a fisheries biologist and they have to verify that it is actually the species of fish that you right, say it is, right. that you claim it is. And they do, and then they got the form, obviously. So they can't, you know, they come down, they check out the fish, they uh, they take some measurements on it, and then you just, and then it's all paperwork from there. Nice. Now, Troy, uh, obviously you uh, you just got outfitted this year uh, by the bass tank down in Oklahoma, I believe the bass tank is. Uh, um, how important were your electronics in catching this fish? 100%. There was, there was, there was a Z, like, if it was, if it's not zero, it's a very near zero chance that I wouldn't have caught this fish without electronics. Really? What do you, what are you running for electronics on your boat? I currently, I run the Lawrence HDS live units. Okay. Um, so those, those units are all preloaded with CMAP charts. So you, you can basically go in and custom color shade, whatever contours you would like. Yep. And, uh, one of the, one of the biggest things that I've learned, um, that actually works very well for me is once you figure out what depth the fish are and what depth you want to be in and focus on highlight it. I like to highlight mine. It's kind of girly, but I like to highlight mine in hot pink and white. So the hot pink is the area that's on the low side and the white is the high side. So okay. the deep, the low is in shallower and the, the high is in deeper. And that really in, in hot pink and white, just very, it just pops. Just, I mean, it's, it just jumps out at your eyes when you're looking at maps. And, uh, it, that's really what, that's really all I did. I just changed my settings to kind of key in on that depth. Once I, once I caught that six pound fish, I said, all right, I knew the depth I caught it in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, change my shading on my charts and just help pull that, help pull that depth out a little bit closer. And really that's what I focused on when I went back out the next day. And during the tournament, I focused on that, that same depth. Nice. Now, I, I don't know uh, how, how much you were actually staring at your electronics while, you know, searching out this fish. Um, but uh, when, when you set the hook, did you know, like, oh boy, you know, we got something here or did it, you know, did it fight a lot? Like, you know, a, a fish, uh, you know, two thirds, the size, uh, you know, I, you know, there, there ain't too many people that can say like, yeah, I know what a seven and a half pound smallmouth feels like. I mean, you know, I mean, there, there's sometimes that a pound and a half smallmouths, you know, just really make the real, uh, scream. What, what was this one like? Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, I had no clue. Really? Um, really? I hit, you know, one of, that's one of the things when you're fishing. So I was throwing super light. I was throwing, uh, you know, I was finesse tactic, you know, throwing finesse tactics and, uh, I was throwing seven pound test gamma edge, you know, gamma touch fluorocarbon. So, you know, you set the hook on something. It's kind of like, well, every fish from two pounds on up feels pretty good size. <laughs> yep. Um, but you know, after probably about 90 seconds of fighting it i knew that i had a similar build fish to what i had caught the day before you know that six pounder um and uh at at about you know somewhere around that 90 seconds maybe maybe a two minute mark that the fish actually came up and what them bigger fish were doing at the time is they would come up and they'd stay just subsurface like probably like a foot under the water and they just turn sideways and just kind of glide. And, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do with seven pound test to try and, <laughs> you know, man, manhandle, you know, a fish like that. So I, it was just really, it was just wearing the fish out is really, you know, what I had to do. And, and when it came across the top of the water, it was probably somewhere about like so, somewhere between like 20 and 25 yards away. And, that far out in clear water is so hard to gauge the size of fish. So I'm thinking, oh gosh, you know, that's at least a four and a half pounder. 
which on Oahe is like, okay, well, you're going to catch one of those every day anyway. So it's just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Four and a half pounder. That's a good turn. You know, that's, I, I'm, anytime I get a four and a half pounder to put in a, you know, to put in a bag, take into the scales, I'm, I'm pretty happy, yeah, Absolutely. you know, to have a fish like that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I got something figured out here. Well, at about 120 seconds, you know, the fish started coming in a little closer. I'm like, man, that thing, that thing actually looks like it might be closer to five. And, and, uh, you know, and then I got in closer, you know, the closer it got just the, the, the it just kept growing. It just kept growing. It, it was like, next thing you know, it's 10 yards from the boat. And I'm like, you were worried about it eating the yeah. boat. <laughs> I was, I was like, you know what, this could be another, I was honestly thinking in my mind, I was like, this could be another six pounder. I had no clue. It, you know, it could have been the state record. I picked the thing up and I held it, you know, didn't have a net, you know, so I'm leaning over the boat, fumbling around, trying to grab it. And uh, I belly landed and I held it under my arm like, you you know, kind of like you'd carry a watermelon underneath an arm or a football. And I just looked down at the fish and it, I mean, it is filling up my whole entire hand. It is like its belly is so wide and it, and it was heavy. And I'm like, whoa, this might be a heavy six. And then I stuck it on the hand scale and I'm like, oh my. Yeah. It's over seven. <laughs> uh, and so I didn't even really, you know, it didn't even really dawn on me that it could have been a state record while I was even, you know, reeling it in. Now, Troy, if you don't mind me asking, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to get too much into, uh, you know, the sauce here, but a, a giant fish like this, I mean, you know, you, you can't ask questions like these this to a lot of people, but is this fish with a lot of other fish as in smaller fish or is this kind of a, a lone a lone fish it was near um it was near other fish okay it was um you know it was in about 20 foot of water um but it was it wasn't in like Oahe tends to get in they really tend to school up big time in the summer on Oahe and you can pull into an area and have a hundred fish day in a stretch of 75 yards. That's just how, I mean, they'll school up that tight. Wow. And, uh, this fish was not in one of those schools, but it was near other fish. I was, I caught, I caught some other fish in the same area, but you'd only catch like two or three. Okay. So, um, and, you know, honestly, I thought, okay, well, you know, all the fish in these areas are going to be, you know, those big giant, you know, those big giant fish. But no, they weren't. I caught like one that was like two pounds, and then I caught one that was like three and a half. So I, what this fish was doing there, I don't know. It just, I mean, it just pulled up on the spot, came up to feed. I'm assuming it came out of super deep water. It was on kind of a ledge and uh, must have landed right on top of it. Nice. So we know pre-fishing went well. How'd the actual tournament go for you then? <laughs> well, it, it did go pretty, pretty good as well. I was, uh, I was down going into, going into the tournament. We had, let's see, there was, uh, four tournaments before this one. So this was tournament, tournament trails five and six. So I was like four or five points back on angler of the year. Oh, nice. Um, so I made up, I made up some ground on day one. I ended up second on day one and then i ended up fourth on day two so overall i did make up enough points to get the angler of the year and then i ended up placing second in the state championship so i i fell a little bit short but i accomplished what i you know what i was set out to do and that was to qualify for the semifinal in okaboji okay. or at okaboji in september that's in september at okaboji Yes, sir. Nice, nice. I imagine it was hard to fish too with all the text messages coming in and the social media. And I'm sure you were. Getting... I'm I'm guilty of one of those text <laughs> yeah. messages. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, my my co angler. I had my phone sitting in my. Little, I got a little cup holder on my count right by my console, and I had my phone sitting in there. And after I put a post on social, um, you know, my phone just started blowing up <laughs> and. Uh, I responded to I don't know probably the first five or six, and then I and then it just kind of got a little wild and carried away, and so I I put my phone in my rod box and I and I didn't pick it up until, 
you know, late, late in the day. And so, you know, it was kind of funny because I, I, so I ran back out and I, I released this fish in the, you know, in the exact same spot I caught it, you know, with great hopes that I might have a shot at catching it during the tournament, knowing that that was very unlikely. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta try, <laughs> yeah. but I gotta try, right. You know, yeah. I'm still a competitor and, and, uh, um, so yeah, I, so I actually ran out of, you know, back where I was, I didn't have cell phone service. So I actually didn't even know I had the state record until like six or seven o'clock that night. And everybody, you know, and I'm checking messages and everybody's saying, congratulations, congratulations. I'm like, I don't even, how do you know? Like what in the world's going on? And then I look on the South Dakota game fish and parks had the guy, the fisheries biologist already had the, you know, he told me, text me, you know, when he had it, had it, you know, entered in and everything when he, once he got back to the office, cause he was out of Fort Pierce. So he had like an hour and a half drive. And, uh, and so he, you know, his text message was buried in amongst, you know, a couple hundred, hundred others. So I had no clue what was going on, you know, and then, and then, uh, I finally realized that, you know, it got posted. My buddy said, Hey, did you look at the South Dakota game fish and parks webpage? I said, no, I haven't checked anything. And he said, dude, it's official. I said, what? Really? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's on there. And so, well, that would be why I got, uh, you know, a handful of messages on my phone, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm sure no one holds it against you for not responding. You had some business to take care of, so yeah. I, they'll all understand. Yeah, yep, yep. It was a lot of fun. Have Have you had anybody crazy contact you? Like, I mean, is there, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. Does, does Cabela's ask for a replica mount? I mean, is, is there anything nuts like that or, or not really? You know, not, you know, not yet. You know, I mean, I mean, I've had a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of support from my, my current sponsors, you know, the, the folks who've been supporting me all along. I've had, you know, a couple, um, a couple of them kind of reach out and congratulate me and, and whatnot, but not anybody like, you know, not anybody that, you know, you know, reached out that I was kind of like, wow, that was kind of, kind of crazy you know there hasn't been any of that yet okay well you know i mean besides the midwest angler podcast of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys are pretty wild and crazy <laughs> pretty, over there <laughs> pretty wild and crazy uh what, what's the plan troy you you got a replica mount uh in the works or not you know i i took i took measurements i took uh, you know of course length and and uh weight girth around uh, the widest part girth around the tail girth around the gill plates so with the intent that i'll get a replica made someday yep. um but i really want to make sure i take my time and figure out you know a respectable reputable person that that can actually you know do this fish some justice so if I mean, you if you ever look up there's a guy named jimmy lawrence and he's over uh, a little bit farther east in iowa and i think it's lawrence taxidermy but son of a gun, when it comes to replicas and smallmouth, that that guy does it upright. I, I'd I'd look into him if I was you. I, and That's I mean, the I guy, just, huh? I, I I think so. I I follow him on Facebook, and boy, there's there's a couple of his mounts where it's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I'm uh, I'm I'll have to do some checking on that. I I really don't have anybody that I know that does that does uh, great replica work. I had a buddy who, um, he actually caught a seven. What was it? He actually caught the state record smallmouth before it was broke by uh, Lyle held on, on horseshoe. Yep. He actually caught a seven, like back when the state record was, I think it was six. It was out of Ponce, whatever it was out of Ponce. I want to say it was like six, eight or something like that, but he actually caught like a seven or a seven, one out of horseshoe and never turned it in. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so he, uh, he had a replica made and had it in his office for years. And, uh, unfortunately he passed away a couple years oh, ago here. So I don't have, you know, I wish I would have wrote down, he told me if you ever catch a, if you ever catch a, a fish and want a replica, here's the guy to call, you know, and I never, I didn't write it down or I didn't remember, but you know, there's a couple of guys out there who, who are, uh, you know, very talented. So I might have to check out that guy in Eastern Iowa there. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, after we're done recording here, I'll, I'll find uh, a link to him and I'll send it over to you. Sounds good. Now, before we let you go, Troy, uh, when, when you look at Facebook, uh, you know, there's a lot of Facebook posts and it seems like, uh, 
one of the things that I think is kind of getting messed up is uh, the decimals in the ounces and what's just, you know, uh, what what's just, there's some people that are trying to use decimals as ounces and, and whatever. How big was that fish actually? So I don't even understand the decimals thing either. I didn't even know it was a thing. Until Have they, you noticed uh, that though? Like there's, there's like three, and, and like one of them, South Dakota game fishing parks, like is totally different than uh, the the marina that you were at. And they're, they're all a little bit different. And it's kind of like, <laughs> I don't know who's right. <laughs> well, I can tell you to the hundredth of an ounce what it weighed on the scale. It was 7.29 on the certified scale. So whatever that calculates out to uh, ounces, whatever 0.29 comes out to, I know it's like, 4.48 or 4.47 or so, something like that but yeah there's been a, I, I noticed that too there was a couple you know there was a couple numbers in that you know hundreds or thousands of a decimal whatever it would be where uh yeah it didn't match up but 7.29 was the official weight on the uh, certified scale well you heard it there guys straight from the record holder's mouth <laughs> well, that's good stuff troy uh well, like I said, uh, man, we, we really appreciate you uh, taking time to uh, to sit and chat with me and Jeremy here. Uh, honestly, Troy, it couldn't have happened to a better dude. You, you're you always top-notch. Sure. You, uh, yeah, you're you just a plain-out good dude, and I'm glad it happened to you, man. Yeah, I you know, thanks thanks for having me on, and uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on your show, and, um, yeah, it's, it's – uh, it's been it's been a wild ride. I just run out of words to describe just how wild and crazy it is. And like I said, every morning you, I wake up, it's just like, wow, actually, I actually caught that fish. That's <laughs> crazy. Happened. Like, it actually did happen. It ain't a dream anymore, you know, or something, you know, you conjure up in the middle of the night, you know. So it's, uh, it, it's just, it's pretty surreal. It really is. Well, now it's time to get doing the homework and go, uh, go chase down that largemouth record. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, you know, that one might be a little bit tougher. Just, uh, you know, we really don't, I, I really can't put a finger on, you know, some of our largemouth fisheries um, that would hold a fish that's close to that 10 pound mark. You know, I, you know, I've, I've been, you know, I haven't even had a fish in the eight pound mark. I've been, you know, I've had a couple sevens, um, seven, seven and three quarters, my biggest. So I really don't even know you know, then again, you just never know. Like right. going into going into the event at Oahe, my biggest smallmouth I had ever caught wasn't even in the six pound class. It was a five point eight nine. So to go in and catch a you know, to catch a six point three nine, I thought, wow, you know, and my buddies were kind of jabbing at me a bit because they're like, Hey, you know, that could be the biggest smallmouth you'll ever catch in your entire life. And I, you know, I I was I totally agreed with them, you know totally agreed with them that that could very well be the biggest one i'd ever catch and uh you know they were kind of they they poked a little fun at me just a bit when they found out that my dad you know his personal best was like a 6.43 so to be like 0 .0 you know 0 .04 pounds short of what my dad's personal best was ever you know it's just like dang just a little bit short you know so yep. But go out the next morning, and you just you just don't know. That's the cool thing about fishing. Yep. You never know what's gonna be on the other end of the line. But you you for sure ain't gonna catch nothing sitting on your couch in the basement, <laughs> or or recording a podcast. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's you gotta you gotta take some time off every once in a while. Yeah, though. It, uh, it's dark. Yeah. It's dark. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, can I throw a couple plugs out absolutely. for uh, you know absolutely. some some uh of my my tactics that you know kind of the rod reel and setup and gear i used yep help the people that help you man absolutely so uh to catch this fish i was throwing a dobbins sierra it was uh the model 701 so that's a seven foot rod it's a one what they call a one power rod so it's a pretty it's it's not quite ultralight it's a step up from an ultralight but it's it's a fairly soft rod but a real fast tip. Um, the reel I was using was a lose speed spin, custom speed spin and the 200 model. And then it was on gamma seven pound test, gamma touch fluorocarbon. 
Um, the I'll give you I'll give you a little skinny on the uh, I'll give you a little clue. Net, it was on a Ned rig, believe it or not. The um, Eco Pro, e, yes, sir. Eco Pro tungsten Ned head, and uh, the bait the bait details I can't give out. I, I uh, the bait has been pretty good to me on the river the past uh three years so i'm gonna keep that under wraps but i get i get you guys all close to uh to you know what caught that fish well we appreciate that and we appreciate that we're gonna we're gonna listen to this over and over and over and slowly dissect every single uh deal and uh we'll go out and we'll uh, catch some two pounders (laughs) (laughs) well if you uh if you head out ever head out west uh is setting up it, it, it's it's pretty salty and to be honest with you lake sharp ain't far behind it so um you know this the, this records are made to be broken i honestly don't feel like mine's gonna stand very long so there's big fish out there put your time in and uh somebody somebody's gonna catch uh somebody's gonna catch an eight pounder there's not a doubt in my mind that uh we'll see an eight pound fish come in in the next probably five years but until then, it's all you. Until then, yeah. Well, <laughs> until then, I guess so. But uh, you know, there's, there's. I just, I've just seen the caliber of fish that is up and coming, and uh, Game Fishing Parks has done an awesome job getting the bait fish, you know, bait fish populations up, and the quality of fish right now in the Missouri River is just phenomenal. Whether it be walleye, whether it be salmon, or whether it be smallmouth, or or uh, any other species, the fish are are uh they're very healthy right now well troy you can break your own record so don't be afraid to go and do yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, uh you know i just go out i just love the sport i just love everything about the sport i love the people i get to meet within the sport i love the the tournament you know the tournament scene um and just spending you know just just being competitive in that and and um just i mean it's a blessing that i get you know i get to do what i get to do Absolutely. Well, you're a true professional, Troy, and uh, we thank you for uh, joining the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Nice talking to you. Have a good night. You yeah, bet. You too. See, See you, man. Thanks. Bye. And that was Troy Deedy, uh, fresh off of uh, catching the new state record smallmouth bass out of Lake Oahe. Uh, he kind of gave us some juice there at the end, so uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, thanks, Troy, for uh, joining the show. But uh, uh, we're going to jump right up to uh, Matt, who's up uh, near Alexandria. What's back crack a lacking, Matt? Not much. Just out here chilling lakeside talking to you fellas. Are are you lakeside or are you out in the boat? I'm actually lakeside. I just got back off the water. Okay. I know we're calling you a little bit later than what you actually expected. Uh, uh, that that was our fault. That was uh, some technical difficulties on our end. We are, you know. It's what not, kind of rinky-dink show are you running back there? Well, I mean, yeah. you, you, we're dealing with a guy that's got an iPhone. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I take the full, full responsibility for it. It's, that's true. Yeah. He, he had to delete some of his uh, um, Justin Bieber playlist off his iTunes just to get to He get wanted to. Up. I said, no way. I said, I'll walk <laughs> right out of here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you can take that from Scott. Yeah, he's got Bieber's greatest hits one, two, and three. Yep. Yeah. But preteen um, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before <laughs> puberty. <laughs> uh, no, Matt. Uh, uh, tell the listeners where you're at. What's happening up there? I am up on Lake Mary, just southeast of Alexandria, Minnesota. Been up here for well over a week now. Um, wife and I came up here for the first week and my family just got up here on Saturday. So just quiet time's over. Now it's time for some noise. I bet with all the nieces and nephews. Oh, you know that the doors are slamming, (laughs) screaming and yelling. We, when they first got here, we quick took the boat out so they could do all the unloading and we didn't have to (laughs) get in the way. And we were out there fishing also and we could hear this screaming and it was my two nieces out swimming already and they were yelling at us as we were coming in. So (laughs) Right on, right on. Uh, but no, that's where that's where we're at. That's what I've been doing. Are you getting any fishing in? Uh, just a little, you know. I mean, you try to sneak out for half hour in the morning, and you know, yeah, I right. Suppose. You know, here and there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, over, nope. over, over, under, Jeremy. Me and you. 
Matt, do you, come up with an amount of fish that you have caught. Don't don't say it, but but All think right. it think it in your head. Like I mean, total, don't like, don't freaking big league us right now. Yes, total since you've been up here, since okay. you've been up there. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna guess. And do you want the first guess, Jeremy? Or you want me to have the first guess? I'll go first. You'll go first. Are we doing over under or just just guessing? Well, I mean. I'll, I'll say 200 fish. 200? I'm going to go 250. I thought you were over and under. Well, we just. You got you to set a number and then you're over and under, right? Well, we'll just. I mean. Who's closer? So you're going to say. Scott's going to say. I'm going to say Scott's closer. Yeah, I figured that. Are, are you thinking it's closer to three? No, I don't know about three. You're but, thinking like right at 250, aren't you? <laughs> Right in that area. Yeah, right in. I mean, probably smack dab. He was <laughs> well, at 249 I mean, earlier and boop, popped it. 250, gotta, had the boat on in. Scott's since, right. Since, since Well, we had already talked about this, Jeremy. Sorry. Scott said, Matt, you catch 250 yeah, fish out there yeah. before I call and you. And let's record a damn yeah. podcast yeah. to talk about it. Prank the new guy, yeah. yeah. Well, I know I was at Lake Mary. <laughs> Sucker. I was at Lake Mary two weeks before Matt, and about three hours into Matt's day, he had a bigger bass than I did, a bigger walleye than I did, and I see he had a pretty big northern the other day, so... It didn't take long, and he pretty much outfished me, which I kind of expected. But well, you might need to expand your horizon from the bobber and nightcrawler, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. Well, the it creek, takes time. It takes time. Where are the, the creek, bullheads? The, 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 yeah, where are the bull? The crazy thing about it up here is the last like two or three years, the biggest bass that I've caught has been my first bass. Really? Yep. My first bass is always like the biggest one I catch on the trip. You know, I get so then I get excited. I mean. Up here, the the average bass is, I mean, you catch a lot of one to two pound bass, and then every once in a while you'll get one in that, you know, two to three and a half pound range, and then every once in a great while you'll get one that's over four, and that first day I went out in the morning and was casting, and all of a sudden, boom, that thing jumped out there, and I was like, oh, that's a good one, and that one was probably a little over four, really? and I was like, all right, maybe, you know, maybe this year they're all a little bigger. Nope, since then it's been... You know, like I said, all of those in that about that two pound range. I, I mean, see. Still a good time. Still fun. Oh, fun absolutely. Catching, so. I see you've been giving the rock bass a workout, or at least Emily has been. Yeah, she's caught a couple of giants. I've only caught one little one, and that was actually off the dock. So she's caught a couple of good ones. Well, now you got Brant and Mike up there. So, I mean, now you're going to have <laughs> well, to. Well, you, you saw that Snapchat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My nephew, my nephew casts over into the reeds and gets his crankbait caught in reeds. So there, those two are, and I'm just like, oh my gosh! That was Mike that casted. Blame it on his. <laughs> <laughs> Always can blame it on the kids. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. And then Brandt had to jump in and wait out there so that he could get it because it's so crazy low up here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. Jeremy probably knows that yep. from when he was up here, but I mean, the lifts are about as far down as they can go, and I mean, you got to crank them all the way down to get your boat up on the lift. Yeah, yeah, Eric was adjusting lifts while we were there. He was lowering them for people and stuff. And... Yeah, it's real crazy. We did have one night of, like, a, a good storm came in, and it got a little windy, and it got windy just right that the dock, the walkout part of the dock right by mine, it's an aluminum dock, and, like, two of the end pieces flew off the dock, and one ended up in my boat, and one ended up over my boat in the lift next to mine. When I got up in the morning and walked out here, I was like, what the heck is going on here? You know, right. luckily it only put a little, like a little tear in my carpet on my front casting deck oh, that wow. I, Eric had a little bit of boat carpet glue that I was able to kind of fix it up. I mean, it was a, it's a real small one. I, I really got to point it out for somebody to say it, but at first I thought, Oh no, like I was hoping that it didn't like take out the trolling motor or like hit the cowling of the motor, the big motor or, smack into the side of it and put a big old dent or gouge in it but I, I got lucky there and nothing really major happened to the boat must have been one hell of a storm though uh, it, you know it was like it kind of rolled in the power went out for like two seconds but it, it the wind must have swirled just right because i mean it takes a lot for those that aluminum those four foot sections to come off and well, i would uh, think i mean none of the other parts of the dock had any thing with it so you ever think somebody did it on purpose maybe I thought maybe Jeremy, that's what I was just going to say. Maybe Jeremy came yeah. up here and. Yeah, you catch more fish. Than nobody I do. catches a bigger yeah. bass than Jeremy K. <laughs> I'm driving the whole Actually, night everybody Ashton. does, Scott. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. 
but no, I mean, we haven't really focused on the panfish yet. Dad's been out a few times. They've got some nice bluegills this morning. The crappies, it's been kind of tough trying to find the crappies. We've caught quite a few walleyes actually fishing for bass. We've been throwing jig worm a lot, and I've caught more walleyes on a five-inch Senko than than anything i mean i got the one day i got a little i was like fine the heck with it i got mad at the walleyes and put on a fluke and i caught a few walleyes that way but yeah it's been it's been weird i mean i lucky enough to catch a couple of one was 24 and a half and one was 24 so heck yeah well matt uh it's been like well, i don't know 10 11 12 days since uh since we last put out an episode and uh a lot's happened uh with midwest fishing since then um, that's for sure seth fighter uh runs away with angler of the year um uh the minnesota boy uh uh i don't i don't know what he ended up winning by like 70 some points or something like that yeah, it was it was quite a few just a smackdown yeah so i was i was the read i saw this his stats the other day and like he finished it in the money in every tournament except one right I'm not or even. Was it, I think. Or he, did he finish in the top fifty every tournament, and he didn't make like the top like thirty cut? I think he finished in the top twenty-five in all tournaments except one, and I think right. that tournament was like a fortieth or, or yeah. And, and right, I yeah. think they do pay the top forty. I think you're right on that one, Matt. Pretty incredible. So, and that was the first one of the year. I think might have been the first one out of the gate down there in Florida. I could be yeah. wrong. I could be wrong. I could it's I could crazy. look it up, but I'm not gonna. Very consistent, had, though. Oh, he had one hell of a year, that's for sure. And you know, I, I don't want to be the one to say it, but all the Northerners really did pretty freaking solid this year, and that's you know, and it wasn't just up on the northern fisheries. I mean, yep. they they hammered it out down in Florida. They hammered it out down in uh, you know down in all the southern states, and um, I you don't know. know. It wasn't just the Elite Series either. It was like the Opens, too. The Opens, there was a lot of Northern guys that did really good. So, I mean, I think that it's really starting to – some of these Northern anglers are starting to realize that, you know what, I can compete at that level. And they're starting to throw their hats into this into those arenas, and, you know, they're having a lot of success. Right. Well, I mean, and I think bass fishing it, itself is just getting more popular up here. You know, I mean, it used yep. to be – you know, 5% of the people fished bass and the other 95 were panfish and walleye anglers. And, uh, you know, and, and not that the, a lot of the majority of people still don't go out and chase the, the walleyes and the panfish, but I think they're more open to, yeah, you know what, I mean, going out and catching bass, you know, bending the rod, you know, if, if you're not going out for a meal, hell, they're fun to catch. They're, they're, I mean, I'll be honest, they're probably a little bit easier to catch. And, and I think a lot of guys are, you know, Hey, this, this this is a lot of fun too so yep exactly right hopefully that's what it is uh uh the elite series has uh come out with their 2022 schedule and i'm liking the look of that how about you <laughs> oh for sure two uh two uh tournaments up kind of both in our backyard we've got one over on the missouri river and uh me and jeremy actually just got done talking to troy Deedy, and it sounds like the missouri river uh there on lake oahe isn't doing too bad so uh that could be a lot of fun to watch those guys uh uh go out there and hammer some smallmouth on uh on the river and then we've got one over on the other big river uh across uh, the state of iowa there in wisconsin uh at lacrosse uh uh, on the Mississippi River, and uh, you've you've personally fished that fishery in a Bassmaster tournament before. Uh, you know that's that's a pretty cool place, also. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see them. I think you know hopefully when they come back next year and they go to Oahe, I mean hopefully the weather cooperates so that it can really show what that fishery really is about. Um, I think that there's gonna be a a lot of big weight put up and the, the, the fun thing about it is it seems like it kind of fishes totally different than any other system that they ever have on their schedule so it's kind of fun to watch those guys figure it out yeah you know you think Bassmaster I mean, researches that a lot the, the the fisheries before they go and kind of knows that the fishing's getting good there or is it just strictly on a rotation i think it was about four years ago that they were there last do you think is there any... no they 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 look into it to see what like weights are and all that yeah. stuff because it couldn't sure. have been it had to be right around the same time they announced it that troy caught that that right it was only a few days after, like good right? good pr for that well and you and know this, we had talked this year to... it's not in pier is it 
or this next year. Mobridge. Mobridge. Yep. Mobridge. So that'll be interesting. So. Jeremy actually did a little research here. Jeremy, what are what are the numbers there, and and who were the winners the last time? Both these guys are no longer in the Elite Series, but what do you right. got there, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, it looks like this next year they're going to be fishing in August. Last time it was in towards the end of June, so it's a month and a half, two month difference. You know, later that they'll be fishing this year compared to 2018. Weights were about 65 pounds and 69 pounds, so roughly the yep. same. Uh, I don't know. Is there any difference? And that you know? was Mark Daniels Jr.? Yeah, Mark Daniels yep. Jr. won. At, won that one. Yep, at Lake Oahe and East Monroe won at uh, La Crosse. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I'd, I'd really – I. I, I know talk is cheap right now, but I'd really like to say that I'd I'd like to go and marshal both of them. It would be a lot of fun. I was I was a little disappointed on the dates because I, that's I thought when, that when school starts, and I don't know, I still might have to take a couple of days and just say the heck with it. You're the only one in the country that's praying for this Delta strain to come through. <laughs> <laughs> Distance no, learning. I'm <laughs> no, I'm not believing on that one. No, I, that, yeah. that was a joke, Matt. <laughs> oh, I know. but I had my fingers crossed. You can't see that because it's over the phone. <laughs> it is kind of nice talking to you over the phone, and I don't have to sit there and look at you. Jeremy's the one that has to sit there and look Oh, it's rough. I don't know how you do it. Hey, guys, I can end this you. freaking show right here, right now. Right hey, here, right now. hey, well, I'm thinking about it, Scott. You know, you were talking about the how many fish, you know, the over under 250 guess and numbers like that. I got to give you a little credit. You know, the Blackfish Classic was today. God dang it, and I was you, close, wasn't I? You were. You you put what 26.4, and the winning weight was 25.4. Yep. Uh, yeah, I I was dang close. I did see that Jason Durham. Uh, he's up there, uh, Park Rapids, Minnesota, uh, a clam pro. He he was a little bit closer than me, but man, I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and I couldn't find anyone that was that was really I, uh, much closer was, than me. There was a lady that guessed. I was looking too, and she did, had twenty like five five or twenty five six or something like did that. Did you report her comment for uh, harassment? I did. Good, thank and you. And yours. I what? reported every everybody's comment that was close so that mine was closer. Yeah, what'd you pick? Like 21 three <laughs> or something like that, 21-6. Good freaking try. Hey, did you see Blackfish's story this morning? Was it Murray? No, it was uh, Waldron. Oh, really? He, he said it was going to take 26-4 to win, like you said. So he must have looked at your comment. We'll yeah, say thanks that. a lot, Waldo. And then he said that 10th place was going to be like 17-5 or something like that. And 10th place was like 17-4. So. Well, why, don't wow. you, why don't you give us some lotto numbers, Waldron, and we'll just, I mean, no be one off. <laughs> oh, wow. No, it, it, sounded, it sounded like they caught a lot of fish today, but, you know. Well, there, was, there was a fish over six, pound, six pounds caught, so. Right. Yeah, I saw, like, I think Merlin and Griffith had like 15 pounds or something, so. You know, Griffith obviously had to carry Merwin there. Yeah, he had a lot to carry there. and, and Keep I'm, telling him to put the bottom bouncers away, you know, we're <laughs> fishing bass. Why are you guys so mean to Merwin? What? Why are you guys so mean to him? I never heard of her. <laughs> that's, that's being nice. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah you, should, you should hear what we say when we're not talking in the public and not on Facebook. <laughs> no, we're just trying to keep him young. I don't know if it's working. <laughs> But no, you know, it's back to the Bassmaster Elite Series schedule. It is, I mean, it is exciting to see those guys come up here. In August tournament in lacrosse, I mean, I don't know if the numbers, if the weights will be real high, but, you know, out there, if you can get into some three, four pound fish, it's it's going to get you up there for contention for the win. Yeah. No, that'd be, that would definitely be cool to, uh, to be out there. I hope, I really hope that, uh, it it shows out and uh um you know then bassmaster takes a good look at uh bringing another tournament back you know in in the relatively near future again so right maybe and, an open you know, maybe an open wouldn't that be cool i mean they can't they can't the guy the elite series guys can't complain when they were just down on the sabine river and you know guys just aren't catching limits like right. field and catching limits and you know it takes 13 pounds to get top 10 
at least when they go out to Oahe and stuff like that, yeah, you're gonna, you might have to deal with some wind because you're always going to out there in South Dakota. But, I mean, if they can, they'll put a big weights out there, too. I mean, hell, that one that Troy caught, you guys said you just talked to him. It was that was unreal to oh, think gosh. that a state record would be caught in August. Yeah. Yeah, and Troy Troy said he thinks in the next, you know, couple of years he there's going to be an eight caught. Right. So, so. I mean, I, I'm – Currently clearing room uh, on my wall down here uh, for for a smallmouth mount. Uh, you know, I figure. I I text I text Troy today and I said, "Hey man, I'm just happy that it wasn't just some walleye guy with a bottom mouth." <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. Thank God on that. I said it's, it's always so nice easy when a true bass fisherman is out there fishing for him and they catch it. Yeah. Now it would have been really funny if Troy would have caught the state record walleye. <laughs> that was yeah i've been good <clears throat> no uh bassmaster fantasy matt uh it is officially wrapped up and uh golly you know what i think both me and you beat jeremy this year yeah so did my seven-year-old yeah. son so yeah, that's yeah. right <laughs> drew beat all of us yeah. yep uh <laughs> in first place we've got uh i think it's dustin nielsen correct I believe so. Yeah, I believe that's Dustin Nielsen. I know I see it's D Nielsen and um forgive me if it's Darren or Derek or whatever, but I believe it's Dustin. Uh then we got uh Isn't it doesn't isn't it Dirtbag? Dirtbag Nielsen? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My bad. And then below that is <laughs> Dirtbag Clausen. All right, uh, so let me explain what happens here, okay? Cuz they don't believe me. He does pick his own fish. What I do, I, what I do, I sort them by percentage owned. And I say, you might want to stick towards the top. The better fishermen are more likely at the top than the bottom. So he usually picks from the top few, but I will give him credit. He picked every single fish all year by himself. I did a lot of research, so that just goes to show. It's Yeah, maybe you should practice oh, what you preach. You're, trying, yeah. you're, you're yeah. trying to take Drew's, Drew's glory here. Yeah. Huh? You're trying to. You're trying to. No, I, this is what I did for him. You know, I did, this is what I did you know, for him. I, no, I, I did all this, so. Yeah, well. I did the research, and you saw what I how I did. I at one time he randomly picked. I at five one time fishing. convicted Jeremy of picking Drew's lineup, and, and I've been on I the defensive gonna, ever since. I thought he was going to cry. I figured if if he actually did pick Drew's lineup at the end, he would have let he he would have slowly climbed back and and beat Drew because uh, Jeremy's a little too competitive to be letting his yeah, seven year old son win. No, I wasn't happy with. I mean, I'm proud of him, <laughs> but I wasn't happy. I mean, what do you do? There's always next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor, poor Drew. You should see what happens if he accidentally makes a basket and pig out on the driveway. <laughs> yeah, Go to your Jeremy, room. Go to your room. Jeremy, Jeremy K. and Stu are the only two guys that I know that would push their own kids into the lake to go and get the rod that when the bottle was down. So. Oh, uh-huh. man. That's good stuff. Jay Brink, uh, Jay Brink coming in third. Uh, Jay Peters fourth. Matthew Richard Deitch mattered. Richard, not Richard. Raymond, Ronald, yep. Raymond, Raymond. Matthew yep. Raymond, yep. really? Yeah, that's my grandpa Gertis's. Okay, Matthew Raymond. I I was just seeing if you were still awake. <laughs> e. Mizuski, C. L. Tiller. Sorry if I mispronounce that last name. Uh, Isaac Dahl, ma'am. That's Melissa Grave in eighth. Scott Sturman. I know him in ninth. Uh, N. Brown, the janitor in 10th. Oh, yeah, there, 11th place, Jeremy Clausen. Yeah. 11th. Yeah. 12, 12th, Chris Miller, the, the Okaboji stick. Uh, Steph Lawson there in 13th. Uh, 14th, D. Lesman. Oh, and we all beat Hellabass. <laughs> That's right. Oh, sorry, Rich. So we, we, we all should have quick went and joined his group so that we could have officially really beat Hellabass. Oh, I'm in it. Oh yeah! I oh, absolutely. I too. I I'm in. So. I'm in. Beat Hella Bass. I'm in the Bass Talk Live. I'm in Bassmaster Radio. I think I'm in the All Terrain Tackle one. Uh, nope. And um, yep, I finished. Uh, you know, about uh, about a quarter of the way down in all of them. So yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's, we had a couple good finishes out cross of the I have to bear. I don't know who who was it that they had a couple that were got some prizes, didn't they? Finished top ten. Yeah, one, one of the guys did. Who? uh did Chris Sealer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep. I, so. yep. I don't know if it's Sealer or Sailor or how you pronounce that last name, but uh, yeah, I believe he did. Uh, I don't know if Mason had a good one. Not I'm sure. not sure. I know who didn't. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know that uh, 
guy from Sioux Falls that I know, Brian Mullen. Yeah, he's in first or second. He ended really? up second in the nation, I believe. Yeah. That's a healthy prize, I bet. Yeah, I think he was yeah. actually in our group last year. Right, last year he was. Oh, thanks a lot. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I guess that's the difference between me and uh, well, me and ninth and me and tenth. He figured he had a better shot taking on the nation than taking on ours. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that think that. <laughs> Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how that plays out for him. <laughs> We're going to punt on first down. They won't be expecting that. <laughs> Just totally catch him off guard. Are they punting? Wait, can they do that? <laughs> oh, man. Matt, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if we talked about it earlier. You're 38 fish into your streak. 38. And uh, what... What will you be the day you got to leave? 43? Something like that. 43. 43. And then you'll so be coming back home. Go up that morning before we have to pack up and leave and quick catch one. Yep. So I'm done for that day. If not, when I get home, I'll have to run down the river and try to do it. Nah, I, I think, think I think you've got be better luck up there. It. Yeah. Yep. Here would be easier to do it. Well, you know, I mean, you might have to have a come to Jesus uh, talk with them. Um, with Emily and say, you know, hey, I, you know, I want to go back home, but I got this streak thing going, and so <laughs> let's book another week. <laughs> I think they're all full for the next for the whole summer. So I don't know if we're gonna, maybe we'll have to stand out on the road and when some people pull in and say, sorry, we're closed. They're closed. <laughs> yeah, like show show them a belt buckle or something like that. Maybe they'll think you're someone famous. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know what? We got all three of us here. Uh, um, I think we covered a lot of the stuff that we wanted to talk about, uh, unless, uh, unless Matt, you've got something else you want to dip into, but otherwise, uh, we got three people here for good news stories. That's right. You in, you in with that? Jeremy, you want to start? Yeah, I got one. I'll, I'll go first. All right. All right. So my son drew turns eight on Sunday. Uh, he's my little buddy. We go fishing. He's the reason I probably got into fishing. He kind of for some reason, I don't know why or how, but I'm watching it on YouTube or something. But he kind of got the itch a few years ago that he wanted to try it. So uh, luckily, I work with Scott, and he's neighbors of mine. And so I had a pretty good teacher to help get us started. But without Drew showing some interest in it, I doubt I probably would have either. And I've really enjoyed it the last few years. So it's led to being on a podcast now. So I <laughs> cross that off the bucket list, I guess. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I want to wish him a happy birthday on Sunday. Awesome. Uh, Drew, I, I still Drew's think a that's one of my dude. I still think that's one of my favorite videos when he's sitting there at the <laughs> kitchen table or something like that and he just says, I just want someone to take me fishing. Yeah. Been there, Drewski, been yeah. there. He's emotional. Exactly. He's emotional. He always wants to go and he wants to catch him and if he doesn't catch him, I'm sure that's pretty typical of every kid, but he gets yep. pretty frustrated, but he's he's getting it's not better. Kids. It's not just kids <laughs> yeah. that do Believe me. Yeah, I've I seen Matt cry good. <laughs> I, I went out this morning and it was take. I missed a couple bass and I was just like, "All right, come on here." And pull it together. And I, I, I won't. I won't lie. I netted like the one pound bass today because that's what. Because <laughs> I was like, "Dang it, this one isn't going to jump and throw my hook." I'm netting this sucker. Yeah. Getting in the boat. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Jeremy actually really wanted to wish Drew a, a happy birthday, or if it makes him feel better that he lost to a, a seven-year-old. That's that's almost eight, almost guys. Eight. He's almost big eight. difference. Yeah. Big difference. They really mature a lot from seven <laughs> yeah. to eight. They, 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 oh, they do. They do. I know that. <laughs> uh, my uh, my good news story uh, is gonna go out to uh, and and uh, you know, had we both not been on vacation, I think I would have tried hard to. Uh, to possibly get her on the show, but, uh, Marianne Husky, um, uh, angler, a female angler actually won the first ever, uh, big time walleye tournament, uh, on the Mississippi river there. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, cool to see, uh, females that are, that are out and, and doing a great job, you know, had she been, you know, I don't know, in her low twenties and show a bunch of skin, she'd probably get a whole bunch more Instagram, uh, traction and bunch more Facebook traction. But here's a female that can actually, you know, really go out there and catch them. And, uh, I think she deserves, uh, you know, the recognition for it, for doing it the right way and being a respectable, uh, a respectable lady. And yeah, I, I think that's awesome. I agree. Same here. Yep. Matthew. Mine. Mine? I'm going to go, you know, Jeremy was just saying, do we ever say anything nice about him with Merlin? But I, I'm gonna, my good news story is 
Scott Merwin gave up smoking yeah. a few weeks ago, and he's going strong. I mean, it's been quite a while that he's gone without a cigarette, so that's going to be my good news nice. story. Is that, you know, Heck yeah. You can really tell that he's looking younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I'd say he's a solid, you know, went from 85 to 84, so I mean, good for you, Merwin. <laughs> that's right. So Another so one, uh, yeah. Josh Strand, a listener of our podcast, uh, I think he's uh, going on about two weeks without some chew, so... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, good, good on you too, Josh. Uh, you know that that stuff uh, is not easy to kick. I I know personally, so uh, hats off to both of you. But one one more, I guess I got to say tonight too is that I got my butt kicked fishing this evening by Emily. Really nice. Yep, she whooped me. We went out fishing, and she probably caught about a dozen bass, a fourteen and a seventeen and a half inch walleye, a crappie, and I only caught like two or three bats so i see what's going on here i'd say matt is working on a couple extra brownie points and all i'm gonna say uh mike and brant is don't swing by matt's cabin tonight (laughs) 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 i'd be getting a little wild don't worry we're sharing a cabin with my parents so (laughs) (laughs) well it seems like they're always sleeping so you might be able to get away with one did brenda outfish joe uh I don't think Brenda's been on a boat yet, so. Well, what that's the? Tomorrow. She, just in, that's tomorrow. she just chills in the gazebo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you kind of let Joe, you know, get his, you know, get his hopes up, you know, get feeling good, and at the end of the vacation, you just crush him. <laughs> Joe Joe always gets up at about 5.30 every morning, if not before that, because that's what he does on a normal day, so he's already out and ready to go by then, so. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, you 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 guys, you're just settling down at that time. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All righty, Matt. Uh, well, you know what? I'm I'm glad that this finally worked out. Uh, we, you know, I uh, like I said, I know we're overdue on the episode, but uh, uh, this was a this was a good one. Uh, I'm glad we got the phones all worked out. We got this episode in. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, unless uh, one of you two've got something else to say, we're gonna call that a call that an episode. No, oh, thanks for. Thanks for filling in, Jeremy K. Yeah, you bet. This was fun. Thanks for having me. All right. See you, Matt. See you guys. Bye.